Hey there, fans of brotherly love wrestling. It is I, Vic Delicious. Philly's own, the Mecca here. It is the real McCoy, J.D. Axe, Justin D. Xavier. It's your man, C.D., the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old friend, R.J. City. Hey there, brotherly love wrestling. Bill Carr here. Hey everyone, this is two-time guest Wheeler Yuta. Two bozos from Philadelphia flapping their gums about pro wrestling this, pro wrestling that. Which is not that unique in the grand scheme of things yet. You are in for a treat because you're tuned in to Brotherly Love Wrestling. Philadelphia, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome everybody to Brotherly Love Wrestling. That's the show, right? What's going to make the, the, intro, the intro? The interlude? Usually, yes, usually the intro makes the show. This is the Essential Series, and today we're talking about the Essential DX. And considering it's been 25 years coming up on October 10th, Monday Night Raw, two weeks away. Oh, is it? Yes. We're playing this out perfectly. I, Dude, I didn't even know that. That's horrible, because I thought that's the exact reason you told me that. No, this was all just a lucky guess. Wow, you are really lucky. Yeah, right? I'm pretty good. 25 years ago, uh, the invention of DX, and they're celebrating wow. it on October 10th. I am, st- I am very impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah, you got very I lucky. fell over backwards in the gold. So, um, we'll do the Essential Series as we always do. Five. Hold on, wait. You get the top three. I get two. I think it would be better if you take three and I take two. Remember, you are more versed. In this topic than I am. In that I know, era? Okay. I, yeah, but I was on the other side. Okay. I, I get that. Yes. So this is why I should always take the WCW, and I think I did get three under me well. You but did. This is why Okay. I'm making the quarterback decision. And I'm All gonna, right. I'm going to, instead of running an option on third and goal, I'm going to fucking hand it right up the cut for that. Okay. So. The reference, nice. Um. <laughs> But before we start, yeah, you had something else. I do have something else. I just wanted to cut you off. But do you remember the first time or the most vividly, the most vivid memory that you have of the when you said suck it? Do you know your first time that you said suck it or you told someone to suck it and did the crotch top? Uh, Or do you have a most vivid memory of you doing it? If you tell me you don't, I'm going to be very upset. Um, no, I'm trying to go what the earliest I can remember. Because, yeah, oh, of course, of course I can remember doing it. I'm trying to think of, like you said, my first memory of, like, how old I was, where I was when I did it. Um, I'm definitely going to say it was in school. Yeah. And I went to Catholic school. <laughs> so, um, so they didn't appreciate that. No, um, I don't think it was. It, it was. It wasn't seen by teachers. It was definitely to another student. Um, yeah. So I had two or three guys in my class that were wrestling fans, and when DX first came out, I remember if like <laughs> if um, like the girls would get on our nerves or something, or like they say something to us, 
that would be because we were wrestling fans. That would be it. It was, you know, what I mean, it was real quick. It was just what, what, yeah, like that would be what you would do all the time. So I want to say, like, yeah, it had to be what? So ninety eight, so ninety seven, uh, ninety seven. So yeah, I was ten, almost eleven at that yeah, point. So you were still in. You're maybe in elementary fifth school? grade, fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds about right to me, Look, thinking about where I was. Fifth grade was probably my most problematic year as far as... Um, it's all because of the um, LGR. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, as, as far as getting in trouble in school, fifth grade was probably my worst grade. It was fucking DX that didn't It just happens that to DX coincide. came out at the same time, so yeah. yeah. So 25 years ago, we were 10. Yeah, yeah fifth grade. So fifth grade, that was... I remember the teacher, Miss O'Brien... I remember doing this with my buddy. You Jules. told the teacher to suck it. Um, no, we always did behind her back. It was right. it was Catholic school. If I told my teacher in Catholic school to suck it, I'd be in real trouble. So no, but I guess I would do it. I would say fifth grade. All right. So let me tell you from the public school side. You know, that's how it goes down. That I feel like that's a lot easier. Yes, it's a lot easier. So the first memory I have uh, is me and my buddy, my one friend, because we were I yeah, like you, I probably had maybe two or three mm-hmm. people that I knew watched, and they were just my friends that I hung out with all the time. Yeah. They, they, you had no choice because that's all you ever see. Yeah, so, so I don't know who all of all the people that mm-hmm. knew it, but me and my buddy did, and we got in trouble, and we told the teachers. Oh, see, yeah. I, I would never have been allowed to watch wrestling ever again if I got caught. Yeah, by see, like, that's, where, that's where it differs. Yeah. The public school yeah. side, you can get away with a lot more. That's my first memory of doing it. The I, crotch chop and the suck it and the immediate repercussions afterwards. I remember being in my Catholic school uniform behind my teacher's back and me and my buddy both doing the suck, suck it. it. Absolutely. In, in uh, Catholic school uniforms. For sure. 100%. So fifth grade, yeah. I mean, I never realized that fifth grade, I mean, I knew fifth, fifth grade. You fifth, thought it was later. You thought you were like 13, 14? No, no, no. I knew fifth grade was always my problematic year when it came to my behavior in school, but I never Direct, corresponded. You nev- never directly DX correlated and, with uh-huh. DX. I never did. That's what it now was. Now I have. Yeah. yeah. It's, an it's an epiphany yeah. show. Yeah. So, anyway, about DX. It's a uh, nice walk down memory lane. It was. And I could tell when you had the memory in your head, because as you were talking, you went, I saw yeah. the wheels turning. <laughs> and then I heard the, <laughs> I was like, you just remembered something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. So the first, the first moment that I'll choose for DX, and that's what we'll do, the moments of DX, because it's not really going to go over matches. No. no. Uh, the first moment, although a match could be a moment, yeah, it can be. Um, and we literally just watched a little bit to, not on purpose, but to refresh our memory. But the first so kind of on purpose? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's hard. You have three choices. I know. But you know what I'm going to pick? Not really, no. This one for me, as far as you go, is kind of a mystery because you can kind of go anywhere with it. I'm gonna go my favorite off the top, but like of all time, because it's a moment in wrestling I don't think I've ever laughed harder, and I mean belly laughed uncontrollably the entire time. And it's more recent DX, and this was 
when they came out and they did McMahon and Shane McMahon and they did the stand back dance and they impersonated Vince and Shane. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life in wrestling because they were so dead on. Um, and it was so fucking good. And they didn't need to be raunchy. It was just legitimately funny and fun to watch. So I'm going to go back to what it was 06, I think that was that, that era of the act. That was the, at, no, not the attitude. That was the ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression. Yeah. And that's when they went up against the Spirit Squad and all that time and all that. Yeah. But it was that impersonation for me, one of the funniest really? things I've ever that seen. That was like almost the leg end of DX. It was, but it was pretty still, much the leg end of DX. Still one of the greatest it was like moments. The fourth, like, reincarnation of DX. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot of great moments in that, though. But that's that was what's my funny favorite. is that how many times did it go away and how many times did it come back? I mean, you know that more recently it has come back more and more, obviously. But no, no, I mean just in, throughout time, like that's one way and it yeah, came yeah. back, one way and it came back. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. It is. It's amazing how long it lasted. Like, because mm-hmm. when I think about it, because the horsemen, the true horsemen, were before my time. Yes. So when I think about factions, I think of the NWO and I think of DX. Those are my first two that I always think about. I mean, obviously with history, the horsemen are in there, but it's not honestly like it's only in there for me is because I know the legacy behind the horsemen. Yeah, 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 of course. But I didn't live the horse. I didn't live the true horseman. I lived the leg end of a really good era of horsemen, but... And everything after that was kind of down. Yeah, a little watered down. Yeah. But anyway, freaking NWO and DX, for me, were the two most revolutionary factions Mm -hmm. when we were growing up. Yep. And because we were growing up and because we are the people that say, your era isn't better than our era. True. Because we are that way. Everybody's Uh that way. Your era is not better than our faction. We have the best faction. We had the two groundbreaking, trailblazing factions. No one else did. Fuck those people. <laughs> you can have it because we had the best. I think one of my favorite, and again, we did just watch it, but I think one of my favorite DX moments, there's a couple that I really think back on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one. I'm going to save it for my next one. That probably wouldn't make it, but it made me laugh. Okay. But this one, I think Tyson. I think DX and Tyson is one of my favorite entertaining, like, because it was, it wasn't just a one-off, like, skit for DX. It yeah. started, like, a whole story, and it was just, like, it was cool when it first happened, the whole fucking Michaels-Tyson. Mm-hmm. Because you're sitting there, even as a young kid watching it, you're like, Tyson's just going to whip him. I mean, this can't be real. This can't, Why would he do this to Mike? This can't be real. Even when you still have shreds of you that are like, all right, it's still real to me. Like, still, it's still feel Like, you're just like, this point, you're like, all right, well, he's not going to fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to. This is, he's not answer? a, he's <laughs> not a fucking fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and then he rips the shirt. And yeah. the DX logo on it. Yeah, that was great. Great and surprise. It was great because you, you wanted to hate it because that's what Austin was like. See, I was one of the only ones that loved yes, it. Yes, I know, but I was on the I other, didn't hate it. I, I was on it. I was on the other edge of that. I was Austin. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, 
Fuck you. <laughs> and that's really what my thought process was. I was like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. That, and was and that, well done. That was, yeah, but that was always my, that was always my take on whatever. So, my, Michaels was good. When mm-hmm. I look back at it, Michaels was very good. Because it was always, fuck you, Shawn Michaels. Whatever storyline he was in, when he was that fucking asshole heel. And he played it very well. Although, because he really was that. I don't know if I ever rooted for Marty Jannetty. I think I was on Michael's side for that. I just didn't like Jannetty enough to be like, fuck you, Michael. So I was like, all right, maybe maybe you beat up Jannetty. You are the better rocker. That's like Seth. Jannetty That's like was... Seth when he broke free from the Shield. He was my favorite Shield member. I was like, go ahead, Seth. I like you. I like you better than Roman and Dean. Jannetty had nothing to want you to like him. No, I mean, I mean, he was good. He was always the the second. He was always the second one. Sean clearly stood out, which is why that comparison always is the Michael. Fucking Jannetty's Garfunkel. Yeah, 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 I I couldn't agree more. I agree. Do we name this besides the Essential Series? Can we call it the Essential Series DX and then put in quotations? Garfunkel is Jannetty. Janetti is <laughs> Now we're working in Ace Ventura. <laughs> we're working in a Ray Finkel <laughs> I got myself. <laughs> that's a long ass title. Oh my God. It's so good. No, the essential DX. That's very short. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it in the description. I'm not putting it. That's a long, the long title. Yes, but it gets people intrigued. Garfunkel is Janetti. <laughs> Janetti is Garfunkel. <laughs> anyway, I don't know back. how the fuck we always go back to Marty Janetti. All right, I'm gonna. I didn't think I was. Just, I didn't think I was gonna be this energetic. Like I played it out in my head. I was like, Larry's gonna be real happy about this one. I'll just sit here and nod the whole time. I'll let you discuss. <laughs> well, so how's that going? It's going great So, third one, my second pick, and I'm going with the. Presidential address because it has to be on there. It's probably the most like it's as far as the first run, it is iconic? probably the most iconic. Yes, I agree. The standards and practices, them reading what USA Network you really them. felt it. You really felt like I'm not supposed to be watching, mm-hmm. but I yes. am. I'm allowed to. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, and it's it like was, one of those moments. Like it was you're hilarious. Like, yeah, but this was again when we were like 10, 10 years old, mm-hmm. and we got to watch this. Like that's some. It was amazing. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Which is a lot of... You know, here's the thing, though. But we didn't find it... No one found it offensive. Everyone found it awesome. There were some people who were like... I don't know if anyone found it offensive. Well, I mean, our found. parents. Parents probably found it offensive. Yeah. Of, of like, some... Some some parents. More yes. one side than the other. Yes. Like, my, like my dad didn't think it was offensive. Your dad's a wrestling fan, so yeah. he kind of sees that. But we well, think the wrestlers, but then, parents, parents who are not wrestling fans would find that stuff. Yes, offensive. no, I know, but it's like the first time you're like you're watching, you're like, well, they're not technically saying anything, so, I'm, but I know what they're saying, right? I can imagine what they're saying. Yeah, and only that at ten years old, a lot of their jokes would go over your head, as well. I mean, that's the other thing. Is that ten years old? It's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, say the word head. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'm going to avoid that. Just don't. So I'm your kidding. your second pick is. You said you're oh, saving it. are going to still. Yeah, I don't know if I want to wait. I, I feel like it's a waste for the whole. <laughs> I'm going to say you're wasting it, like like it's going somewhere. Yeah. Should I just? Uh, maybe I'll just say it then. One of my most memorable, like when I think DX, because I thought it was hilarious, is the 
Triple H and HBK with the fucking the windshield wiper fucking things on their face. Slaughter, the slaughter. slaughter. Yes. Dude, that's one of my favorite skits. I uh, thought that was hysterical. And it's, I, it's one of the ones that sticks out the most when I think of because I remember watching it over and over again. It just so happens it's a great gift now, too. But like I just remember watching that skit more than some of the other ones. Well, and that's the thing is that not only was it very immature and funny, but I mean, you saw how much Sergeant Slaughter would spit when he talks. Yeah. Like, you could see it. You could hear it in his voice. Yeah. So for them to pull that out, it's what everyone was thinking yeah. as, as you're cutting a promo with Sergeant Slaughter. It, it had to be. Yeah. So for them to do that, a big fuck you to, to Sergeant Slaughter. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he didn't like it going in the back end of that, but it was one of the funniest things. And again, I agree. That is up there with, with one of the top top moments because it's what you when you hear dx that's one of the things all right so it's not just me it's not just you no uh, absolutely right. and i wanted to bring another like new one out for my oh, for oh, my other pick oh, but i'm not going to what i'm gonna oh, go you're not, back you're gonna, tell, you're gonna tell me about this right yeah, 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 oh, yeah. but i'm gonna go for the third one and again it's because it's Sticks what I think oh. of what i think of when uh, i think I hope, I hope you're going where i think you're going i don't know oh, oh no <laughs> all i said was i don't know oh no why are you so, you're so scared I thought I was so I don't understand why because i i that kind I, of reaction i don't know just so <laughs> it actually involves one of your heroes and that's bret hart oh no and bret hart calling them degenerates and it's a gift you sent me today. And it's them two looking at each other and jo- and their jaws dropping uh, and looking back and forth. And them calling, being called degenerates. Because that's, again, the beginning of Degeneration X. And I feel like on that list is what they were. They were so immature. They were so funny. They were so good together. But, and not only that, at that point, getting on Bret Hart's nerves. Shawn Michaels more than Helmsley, of course. But... I think that personifies what DX was in the 90s, was those two being that immature. And I, rem- I still burned in my memory, is Shawn Michaels going like this? It is like, like he was so worried about it. Like it was everything that DX was, was in that clip and in that gift that you sent me earlier. <laughs> so that was another one where I had to put it on their old school so DX. We made it a huge, because that's five. Yes. We made a huge five. So there's going to be some some pretty substantial runner-ups and mm-hmm. honorable mentions. Yeah, of course. And we'd be remiss to mention the invasion of WCW. Of I course, mean, yes. That's one of those ones where you think, I mean, that's up there too. When you think DX, then... So it depends on which DX you think of when you hear DX. So we named a lot of the Michaels, the earlier ones. Yes. The Michaels Helmsley ones. You kind of left out all of the the Helmsley run mm-hmm. DX. But the funny thing is, all right, so off the top of your head, how long do you think DX from Michaels and him to the Outlaws and X-Pac? How long do you think that run was? Just off the top of your head. You know, I know. From so start to the, finish, the original Helmsley era, the Helmsley era DX and Shawn Michaels and Triple H all together that so whole run. That's when X Pac came back after yeah. he was six. 
So, I mean, just throw a number out in your head if you thought about it. Like, all right, it, it was this long. How many years do you think both those runs combined were? Two. You are dead on. Yeah, I didn't think it was. It's two years. And that's the thing. Two years. And you, the amount of shit that they pulled off in those two years and how memorable those two years were of events that have happened. That's the Helmsley era. That's both. That's from being called D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels and Helmsley, to the end where Helmsley turns and they uh, eventually dissolve the X. It's two years. That's it. Two years is nothing when you think about D-Generation X. Yeah, because you... Because of the way they brought it back several times. Mm-hmm. They almost had a longer run with Michaels Helmsley in 06 than they did the original two runs. Wow. Yeah. What a stat, man. Exactly. That's pretty it's good. Pretty you crazy. came prepared. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but you're talking about Larry's two spit, my favorite. He's spitting fucking... <laughs> Holy shit, man. You pulled that one on your ass. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. Look at that. He fucking came and he had it. He had a full day to prepare. No, not even. Because I didn't come up with this idea until 4.30. It was pretty late. Well, I had it earlier, but I didn't text you before. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, we put out a pretty good show. And you fucking were already prepared because I picked a topic right in your wheelhouse. Yes. So I did I did all the things. Right, right down the middle. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. Which is good. Do we do we have any other ones off the top of your head as far as honorable mention go? Do you have any honorable mention of the new DX, the 06 DX? Oh, the, um, I don't think so. No. No. I mean, like 06, I, I there's periods from 06 to 2010. That I think I missed. I was gonna say you were not. Well, that's your break on wrestling, wasn't it? Around that era. Yeah, that was my college era. Yeah, so you probably so I didn't get to watch a lot. So I got to watch. So I think I picked back up. What year was Undertaker Triple H? Oh Jesus Christ! The first one. I don't know. I'm bad with dates. Kyle, (laughs) Kyle, we need you. (laughs) That's the birth. Kyle or Bill, either one of them. They're really good with that. Yeah, we have thumbs too. I couldn't fucking compare this, but Triple H, uh, Undertaker, the one he puts him to sleep with the fucking Hell's Gate, fake ass fucking Hell's Gate. (laughs) Okay, that's when you were back. That's when I remember like starting it again, and then. Going from there, okay. Uh, so oh, so I, I I still watched. But I have really... a couple. I have a couple. Right. So uh, I think the obviously I put the stand back, then make it impersonating the McMahon's in the list, which was plenty as hell. But I was at Monday Night Raw when DX was banned from the building because <laughs> it was in film, and they threw a barbecue outside in the parking lot, and they took over the production truck, and they fucked with Vince's mic. That was really funny. Um, and that's where they drew the <laughs> the chicken on with the telestrator and says, I love cock and Vincent in front of Vince's face. That was really funny. Uh the one I will I probably wanted to put on the list that was teetering, and I said I wanted to put that on, is there is a long shot, and it almost looks like a Scorsese film, how they shot this, because he's walking down the hallway, Vince. And a series of unfortunate events keeps happening to him because of DX. So first he walks out and Dusty's there and Dusty trying to sell his DVD 
his biography on his DVD. Then he walks down and Goldust is standing there. And this is the era where Goldust and Booker T were together. And Goldust was losing his mind. And he's standing there dressed up with a wig on and a dress on and trying to talk to Vince. Uh, that's where they send the strippers to him. And he goes oiling up in front of Vince. That's when Vince gets the penis enlarger gift yeah. from DX. Uh, that whole run, and it's a solid two and a half, three minutes of him just walking down the hallway and stuff keeps fucking happening to him. <laughs> and that is, for me, really, really well done. So much fun to watch. That's another one in that 06 run uh, where they pour shit on the on the Spirit Squad and Vince and Shane was really cool. So all the shit they did with Coach, where they spray painted DX on Coach's ass cheeks when they threw him through the <laughs> threw him through the wall. Uh, it, I mean that run, like I said, is very underrated with DX because they're old then. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're old guys now. It's trying to be cool is the funny thing, not them actually being cool. Yeah, uh, and I think that's why I enjoyed it more. They didn't have to be strip poker in the middle of the ring cool, or you know what I mean barbecuing giant bratwursts to be cool like they made fun of themselves being old and trying to be cool instead which still was funny i think that 06 run or however long it was uh it was i thought it was pretty good i mean but i'm also a big Bye. yeah i'm a big michaels and hunter mark so I'm, i mean i might be in the minority on that one i might be the only one who thinks that way i doubt it the good thing about wrestling is no matter whatever opinion you have, there's at least one person that shares that opinion in some fashion. That's true. Yeah. He's like, you're never all one of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, there's probably a small group at least. Yeah, there's not, like, you might not be in the majority, yeah. but you might be. Who knows? Because some people, like me, some people, I feel like some a lot of people were like me where they have that period where they didn't watch. There, I know I did. I can't tell you what the day, where where it falls, but I had that period as well. Yeah, because I came back and I left because I remember the whole Del Rio fucking. That was 2011. So yeah, I probably came back in 2010. Okay. So yeah, so I probably took a four year hiatus almost where I didn't watch regularly. I still I watched some of the big pictures, but I didn't really know what was going on. So. Because we're not doing our regular show that we we just talk about what's going on in wrestling. Yes. I do want to touch on one thing that's going on in wrestling. Sure. And that's this white rabbit thing. Oh, okay. Because I feel like it's go it goes back to old school. It goes back to when we were watching Raw as a kid. So the one thing mm -hmm. I only did I only did like one of them or two of them. Okay. So the one was where the rabbit tried to get into the maze. Yes. But it wouldn't let him in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I figured that one out too. I was like, I'm so smart. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me figuring stuff out. Uh, is it Bray Wyatt? Do you think it's Bray Wyatt? Yes. You think it is? Yeah. I think it's not. Really? I did. I don't think, think it is. I think it's way too obvious to, for it to be Bray Wyatt. What do you think it is? Um, I don't I don't have a person. I think it's gonna be someone that we are not expecting. But are we gonna hate it? I don't think so. No. I don't think with this again, Hunter and look, we're talking about DX, we're talking about Triple H I'm like, these are the guys now running and giving us everything we're seeing on WWE right now, those two guys are giving us this 
this is where it's coming from. Where it's coming from their heads. They are the end all be all when it comes to creative for WWE now. Everything goes through that. Now, granted, it's not their idea. I'm sure writers had a lot to do with it, but they're in charge of what gets on TV. And this is the most excited, the most interested I've been in any storyline WWE in the past 15 years. Easy. Because it's every week you've got people looking for QR codes in background. They're not even watching the promo because they're looking to see if someone's running behind them or a QR code pops up or, you know what I mean, a code that says 9.23. Like, people are looking into wrestling and watching every bit they can because they don't want to miss some kind of hint to what this white rabbit is. Like, that's what they have done since July. It's only been since July. And they and you don't think that. it's Bray. I don't think it's Bray. I think they're doing a very good job alluding to it being Bray. How long can they drag this out? What if it's Alistair Black? Again, I really don't believe that either. All right. I mean, I, I would love it because I feel like Taker. <laughs> no, who said that? Who? Tommy Dreamer said that. I was just listening to Busted Open Day, and Tommy Dreamer said that. He said, what if the White Rabbit is the Undertaker? And he's coming back for one last ride. No. <laughs> no. Well, I'm so glad you got that reaction, because that's all I was hoping for. What? Yeah, how fucked up is your head right now thinking about that? No, it's not you sure? Oh my god, did I have it? That's a light down. Uh yeah, um Don't it, talk wrestling, yourself. yes. Wrestling, yes. What is he coming back for a last ride to do that? Dude, it's not even a thing. I'm just let just put the idea out there. Don't speak it in the atmosphere. Dreamer didn't say that. Uh although he could be redirecting, Triple H did say that there are people that they are bringing in that no one's even talking about right now. And I feel like the White Rabbit is one of those people. I don't know who it is. What do you mean that people aren't even talking about So, like, you know how everyone's talking about Bray Wyatt coming back? Everyone's talking about, uh, oh, my God, Charlotte's husband. um, Andrade. Andrade, thank you. Him wanting to come back. And Miro, unhappy. And Alistair, people that help people keep talking about people like that. Triple H said, there are people that we are talking to that we are going to bring back that no one is talking about. And that's why I think the White Rabbit is. I don't think it's Bray. I think they're doing an amazing job making people think and dropping these little hints. Who could come back, though? I don't know. Who's Or bring in. I, I, shouldn't, could say, bring... I shouldn't say bring back. He said bringing in. So now, of course, it could be Bray. And all signs are pointing to Bray Wyatt. And that's what they want you to think. And it may be Bray, Bray Wyatt. It might be. Like, 99% of me feels like, yes, I agree. It's Bray. But a part of me feels like it could I'm not. I'm trying to be. think of who they could bring in that would be a big name that no one's talking about. I don't know. I honestly, I really don't know. I just feel that it's not Bray. There's a part of me that feels like, where's the rock? Yeah, but the video packages, do they have to mean something? Do they? I don't know. The- don't do, do they? Don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> Answer my question with a question. Thanks. My wife now? Jesus. Really do they? Do they have to mean something? Why? Why would we, why suck with here? Uh, why shouldn't they? Because yeah, you it's less obvious. It's less obvious. 
everything is so obviously pointing to Bray Wyatt. Why do you think it's going just to be Bray Wyatt and be that easy? Well, what the fuck? I'm not talking about being Bray Wyatt. Don't the fucking... Don't the pictures have to mean something? Or they just mean nothing? The pictures have to mean something, Jerry. <laughs> of course they have to mean something. Yeah, you're right. They mean they do mean something. So well, they're not going to have anything to do with the person coming in? I'm not saying that. Wow. I'm not saying that, that either. You're but confusing me. I'm just saying that I feel Bray, for obvious reasons, is... So who else could be dark and ominous? It would have to be someone who's dark and ominous. Or no, maybe they don't. What? Um, I don't. I don't think they have to be dark and ominous. No, this is like the white rabbit. It can be complete opposite. The white rabbit is the only light that you see in all these dark messages. So it could be opposite. You never know. Could be Cody. I don't know, but it's interesting. It it's is, fun. It is. It's fun to look at. It's fun to see all the hints. I saw someone broke down the code of the last message. Go to Jericho. It's Jericho. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but it was this? the first two lines of Aleister Black's uh, entrance theme in WWE was in the code. So, like, they're dropping these hints on purpose. They're doing these things on purpose to mess with us. But it's Bray and Aleister. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. I, I agree with you. 90, 95% I'm going to say, I believe it's Bray. But there's that 5% in my head I'm going, what if it's Bray? Bray with Bill and Vincent. I would be fucking completely fine with that. But I don't think Bill and Vincent are in on it now. It'd be great. It would be. It'd be great for them. It would. It'd be cool for them. <laughs> yeah, but not like we would have access to them anymore. No, but, but no, it would still be cool to see them there. Yeah. Which... Yeah, that'd be really cool. Bill's been there before. Yeah, we can get back again. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but I can't wait to see where the end game goes for this. I'm interested. Yep. So that'll do it. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for watching, and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. See ya.